Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. After years of preparation, a global pandemic, and the general highs and lows that happen in life every day, we are finally here. The 2020 Olympic Games, Tokyo, Japan, and certainly Team USA is primed and ready to go. My name is E. Duke Bennett, and this is Duke Loves Olympics. Brothers and sisters, welcome, welcome to Duke Loves Olympics. I'll tell you right now, I am just on cloud 12 not 9 not 10 not even 11 i'm on cloud 12 because it's all about the olympics it's all about team usa at least for me hopefully for you and i'm telling you we're going to go on a journey together going over certain results having some informative discussion and interviews and overall just have a good time i mean there's no two ways about it man i'll tell you growing up here in uh, sunny boston massachusetts (laughs) not so sunny right now. It's actually raining. I am somebody who have been watching the Olympics my entire life. You know, my my mom, who's originally from Jamaica, she was always interested in the Olympics. And it doesn't matter if it's the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics. If the Olympics are happening, it's on the television. There's no two ways about it. And, And the reason is pretty simple. The greatest collection of athletes from all over the world Okay, competing on one major stage. This is a time for not only pride in where you come from, so definitely a healthy nationalism, but also the the compelling backstory for the athletes, which who doesn't love that? I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're from the United States, Japan, Timbuktu. It doesn't matter if you have faced adversity and found a way to overcome to, to do it all, to reach the top of the mountain where you can be in the history books and be stated as one of the three greatest athletes in the world, in your sport. I mean, come on, man. That's it. That's sports. That's entertainment. That's drama. That's the Olympics. And certainly we are not short on any of that this year. Oh my goodness. Uh, in fact, you know, you can hear I'm all pumped up here. And part of the reason why is because I've been sipping on my Panera Bread coffee. You know, Panera Bread, they have that Panera Plus program where for a small monthly fee, you can have unlimited coffee, technically one every two hours. And it doesn't matter if it's hot, if it's iced. They even throw in an option for tea. If you want a hot tea instead of a coffee, you definitely got to go over and check out PaneraBread.com. Join the Panera Plus program. I'm telling you right now, it's only $8.99 a month. I take advantage of it. I can get any size that I want. And as you can hear in my voice, I am all pumped up because I am supercharged on Panera Plus Panera Bread coffee. That's right. So I want to go over a couple of uh, results because we're three days in, okay? We are three days in, and Team USA has been going very, very strong. First and foremost, shout out to uh, our flag bearers. I mean, we're talking about Eddie Alvarez, good dude there. He is an Olympic silver medalist in speed skating. 
we're talking Sue Bird. Now, let me tell you something about Sue Bird. I'm a Boston guy, right? So, of course, my my favorite basketball player of all time is Bill Russell. He's a legend. He, he literally revolutionized the sport of uh, professional basketball. But I got to tell you, Sue Bird, she is my second favorite player of all time. It doesn't matter the gender. Sue Bird is just so fantastic. She's a four-time Olympic champion. She has done it all in the WNBA. She's done it all in college basketball. She's a great advocate. She's just overall just a, a fantastic person there. So I was pretty excited to see that uh, she was one of the flag bearers there along with Eddie. Because isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? You know what I mean? To, to see some of our favorite athletes, especially those from home, be on such a large stage and be celebrated by the world like that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And what's also pretty cool is you have somebody like Naomi Osaka, okay, legitimately the greatest tennis player alive today, not named Williams. Um, she was able to to light the Olympic flame, which is so awesome. I mean, she's an American girl, but her parents are from Japan and from Haiti, respectively. So, you know, she just has some great heritage there. It's a mixed bag of all the good stuff there. The fact that she was able to light the flame is, is just pretty fantastic. So uh, shout out to Naomi Osaka. Again, it's it's all about these these backstories here and these interesting parts that go beyond just the performance out there. Right. These are real people. These are real people who have sacrificed so much to to prove that they are the top of the line, the best of the best. And, you know, to represent us, no matter what country you're from. So definitely excited about that. There's no two ways about it. Um, I want to give a special shout out. And, and this is an interesting one here. The United States women's water polo team, they just went for a three-peat, which is is just incredible that they're able to do that. And they did it in, in, in such dramatic fashion. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched water polo before. I mean, maybe, you know, you're flipping channels on, on NBC Sports or, or, or ESPN. You might have catched it, caught it uh, from time to time. But the thing about water polo is it's it's fast paced. It's highly competitive. OK, and it's not difficult to have a large margin ahead of you there. You can fall behind very quickly because that's just how fast it goes. So the United States, they went on a rally and they actually set a record, okay, which is pretty impressive there. Shout out to, to goalie Ashley Johnson, who's able to hold on to help with the victory. But um, they were behind. And the United States uh, polo team, and this is the women's polo team, just went on a tear. They just went on a tear. They they scored 14 straight goals, which is just incredible. And they managed to win 25 to 4. Okay. Have you ever heard of something so crazy before? Of course not, because it's never happened before. <laughs> this is historic. Okay. 25 to 4 after 14 straight goals. I don't even know what's going on here. I just know that when it comes to stepping up, when it comes to representing your country, when it comes to proving that you are the best of the best, that's absolutely what's happening with the uh, women's team, USA, U.S. polo team there. 
Okay. And, you know, Maggie Steffens, who, who is just fantastic. She was on that team and just tearing it up out there. So I, I really appreciate them. And I, and I know these ladies, they're in the record books. I mean, what can you say about it? But that's what happens when you have such a commitment to excellence. Okay. And they do have some games coming up. I mean, they got to face China and Hungary, uh, Russia. So there are some tough games ahead of them there. There are some tough teams out there, too, like Australia, Spain, Italy. So who knows what's going to happen later on. But so far, so good here. And and I'll tell you right now, that is what it's all about. Speaking of which, shout out to the uh, U.S. softball team there. Okay, Kat Osterman and and, and Monica Abbott, you know, they, they combined to only allow one hit as Team USA was able to defeat Mexico two nothing. How impressive is that? I mean, I'm telling you, man, this is the Olympics, okay? So you really got to bring your A game here because Team USA is is here to stay, baby, and we're not playing games. We're not playing games. Hey, shout out to uh, Brody Malone, okay? Brody Malone was, was able to uh, help lead the men's gymnastics team. You know, they qualify for the finals, which is going to be happening this Monday here. So definitely shout out to, to Brody just, again, you know, commitment to excellence. Great stuff there. Uh, we're, we're about three days in. You know, I look at somebody like um, Chase Kaliz, okay, 400-meter swimmer, was able to just completely tear it up, okay? We won a, a historic six medals opening night in swimming. That's how serious USA Swimming is. Okay, not to be outdone by our our friends over there in skateboarding. Skateboarding is an Olympic sport. Did you know that? Well, you do now. Okay, and Jaeger Eaton. This young man is just something special here. Okay, he shredded his way to the bronze medal, which is just incredible. If you, I I was, I was watching it too, and I got to tell you, that skateboarding is so competitive, and the margin of, of error is just tremendous. I saw people falling down and messing up and doing all kinds of stuff because they're trying to do all these intricate tricks here. And if you ever played you know, the video games in the past, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something like that, think about this for a second. And I know this isn't even the real thing. This is just playing the video game. Think about how difficult it is for you to land all those fancy, crazy trips, 450 this and ollie that and blah, blah. Come on, right? So imagine trying to do that in real life. That's what these kids are doing, and, and they're doing a great job there. So once again, Jaeger Eaton, uh, shout out to you there. Um, I think about the drama of the Olympics, and I think about people who, for the first time, they're competing. Right on the grandest stage of them all for the first time they're competing. Look at somebody like William Shanner. Okay, William Shanner was able to record a score of 251.6 in the men's 10 meter air rifle competition. That was great enough to win the gold. Okay, and, and that's his debut. William Shanner, first time at the Olympics, snags the gold medal. Shout out Team USA, baby. Okay. Speaking of gold, I mean, come on now. Lee Kiefer, she defeated the Olympic champion to become the first American to win the gold medal in the individual foil. Okay. And that's for fencing. Again, this is something that you just really got to say, wow. 
These are the elite athletes. Imagine going up against the the absolute best. Okay, this is the the champion here, and you're able to somehow, some way, defeat them for the gold medal. Something else. So right now, the United States has four gold medals, two silvers, and four bronze. That's a total of ten medals thus far, and we're only three days in. So we got a long way to go, but so far so great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Gold medals in swimming, fencing, shooting, taekwondo. Okay, you can't beat it, baby. You can't beat it. That's right. So again, it's 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 about the drama. It's about the excitement. It's about entertaining the masses, and we live through these athletes, right? Who doesn't aspire to somehow, some way? be considered one of the absolute best at something that you do. Who doesn't aspire for that? I know I do. I'm sure you do. And it doesn't matter what it is. You could you could aspire to be the best coupon clipper in the history of clipping coupons. Hey, listen, I'm a coupon guy, so don't, don't laugh at that. Okay? I love to get a deal, baby. You know the Duke loves to get a deal. That's why I'm telling you about that whole Panera Plus uh, program for that coffee, because I love coffee. I love tea. And I love to save money. <laughs> so that's why I do that. But who doesn't love a deal? You know, um, you want to be the best. Or you at least want to be one of the best. Right? You want to be considered exceptional at something. At some point in your life. You could want to be the best video game player. If you're out there playing NBA 2K or something like that, and you, you want to win, don't you? You might want to be the top scorer, or the top rebounder, or you just want your team to win right? Who can't relate to what these athletes are going through? They are out here to compete. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There is no country that has a monopoly on victories across the board. Okay. It's highly competitive. I was talking to my bodyguard and, and, and she brought up the fact that Yes, I have a bodyguard. You know, listen, I'm not I'm not famous, but there are a couple of people out there who think I am. So I gotta have I gotta have protection. Okay. I got a bodyguard. We were watching the um men's basketball, and she was very surprised that Team USA was having some difficulties out there against France. And I had to explain to her, listen, basketball is highly competitive around the world. Okay. It's not like the old days. There's no dream team walking through the, the door anymore and everybody's awestruck and what have you. No, these international teams, Australia, Nigeria, France, these international teams, they're here to win. They're not here to play patty cake. So, you know, you got to bring your A game, but it's the best of the best. And a lot of these folks, especially in the basketball, they are in the NBA. So again, they have, they're already used to some of these American players. They're already used to that style. So they can use that to their advantage. It's not a cakewalk. And in most of the sports, the same is true. It is not going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be exciting. And anything can happen. I think about track and field, you know, Everybody is watching Team USA. Everybody's watching Team Canada. Everybody's watching Team Jamaica. It doesn't matter if we're talking men's or women's. You're talking about some major athletes, some of the fastest people in the history of the sport. And we're going to see some battles. We're going to see some serious battles. Okay. There's no two ways about it. 
I look at somebody like Allison Felix and, and, and listen, I hope that she medals. I hope that she's able to, because uh, this is probably her last Olympic Games. I hope she's able to go home after leaving it all out there on the line. She is a new mother. So to be able to do this after giving birth is a major accomplishment. It's a major feat. And I wish Allison Felix nothing but the best. I am rooting heavy for her. There's no two ways about it. Okay. The track and field is so dramatic. It's so dramatic and it's so exciting. And there's a backstory this year. There's a major backstory this year going on. And especially here in the United States. And I want to get into that a little bit. And I reached out to somebody who has some great insight, you know, an elite athlete in her own right, and Tammy Peoples. I want to talk a little bit about the, the what's going on with the track and field stuff, especially as it relates to Shikari Richardson and just some of the stuff that has been going on that's been allowed with Megan Rapino and some of the other ladies on the U.S. Uh, soccer team. And the question is... Is it fair? Is it equitable? That's the question that I have. The way that people are being treated, people being punished for something that other people are getting away with, is it fair and is it equitable? I got to ask that question, right? But before I do that, I, I do want to remind you, Zencaster. Okay, have you heard of this program before, Zencaster? It's what I'm using right now, and it's what I use on all of my shows, whether it be Duke Loves Wrestling, whether it be Tell Us the Truth, which is my show in partnership with iHeartRadio, Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is just an incredible, incredible recording program. You can record straight audio or you can do audio and video. I do all my podcasting there, but you can also do conferencing. So if you have folks in the office that you want to get together with and, and take care of some business, or if you just want to have a, a personal time talking to friends and family, the thing about Zencaster is you get studio level quality audio recordings. Okay. What do I mean by that? You know, when you listen to the radio and you hear things a certain way, and you know, if you go home and you try to record something yourself and it doesn't sound the same, <laughs> There's a, there's a good reason for that. There's a lot of processing and, and professional things going on that can make things sound a heck of a lot more clear and a heck of a lot better. And the thing about Zencaster is that's exactly what it does. I am so impressed with this program. I've been using it for a number of years. And quite frankly, I will never turn back. You know, I'm all in. So you should try it out as well. And in fact, there is a free version of Zencaster that you can try out. So it's free. You know, they give you a little bit of uh, room so you can save things, not only uh, locally on your computer, but you can also connect your Dropbox or connect your Google Drive so you can save things in the cloud. OK, record whatever you want. Have a good time. But the best part about it, once again, the sound quality, the audio quality is going to be top notch. Same thing goes with the video. It's recorded in HD. You really can't beat it. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, Zencaster. Tell them the Duke sent you. That's right. So I wanted to get to this Shikari Richardson situation. And Megan Rapino, you know, shout out to her and, and USA Soccer, you know, the women 
it's it's really interesting. And let me let me give a little background here before I, I play a wonderful clip. Um, Shikari Richardson tested positive for a substance that was banned. Okay, this is a banned substance. It's related to marijuana, so it's something within marijuana. And unfortunately, she was suspended from competing in the Olympics. Okay, now this is a major track and field star who was expected to go out there and tear up the track, compete against the elite athletes from around the world, and possibly become the fastest woman in the world. Recorded, right? She was going to go all out, baby. And that was essentially taken from her because she was found to have this substance in her system. And to her credit, she owned up to it. She said, yeah, I did it. You know, I smoked weed. Uh, Her biological mother had recently passed away and she was self-medicating Shikari. This is the thing. This is a thing, right? Now, what's interesting is that where she was, marijuana is legal. So it's not like she broke any laws. This is a, a, in my opinion, an archaic rule that, you know, the, the, the IOC is trying to uphold. It's a little heavy handed in my opinion, right? And I'm no expert, but what I do know is marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. You're not going to be a better athlete on the field or on the court on the track field just because you're, you're you're smoking some weed. In fact, it may actually hurt your performance. So she's not getting a leg up. She might be toning herself a little bit down smoking that weed. But nonetheless, she was sent packing, right? They showed her the door. You're not competing this year, lady. That's what happened. Now, there's an irony in that that I'm going to touch upon after I play this clip because there's some new developments here regarding USA Soccer, Megan Rapino, this campaign that she's doing that was approved <laughs> by the Olympics, this campaign around CBD, which is derived from marijuana. So I'm going to play this clip with uh, Tammy Peoples. Now, Tammy Peoples is somebody who is a legend in track and fields here in Massachusetts, and, and really, you know, historically, she was able to compete at the highest levels. She got all kinds of uh, records and what have you. Unfortunately, she blew out both of her Achilles in college, so she was not able to make it to the Olympics and, and compete on that stage there, but she knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Elite athlete. And she has some thoughts on this Shikari Richardson situation and just generally how black women are, for lack of a better term, policed within sports, within Olympic sports. So check this out. This little uh, conversation here with Tammy Peoples. Good afternoon. My name is Tammy Peoples, and I am one of the athletes that was inducted into the MSTCA's Hall of Fame for track and field. And I am here to tell you the truth. I think with Shikari, that is one specific situation where it also comes back to here is a young black woman that has dealt with this substance that has put so many generations of, of, of black and brown folks in jail. And she immediately kind of got demonized by people for doing this thing. 
right? And I'm like, well, she should not have done it. She came out and admitted she should not have done it. It's heartbreaking that she can't run. So I, I have my own questions about the way women of color are oftentimes treated in situations. Um, we talk about equity and how folks are demonized. I think of Ryan Loach, the swimmer, when they were talking about this kid made a mistake, right? When he had that issue in Brazil, this man is 30 years old. What do you mean this kid? But now she just completely is a hot mess for herself. And we just need to like cancel her and throw her away over marijuana. I, I agree she should not, should not have smoked. I understand it's a bad substance, but the backlash that she initially received from people is very different than the backlash other people have, have been getting for, for things that are seemingly much more intense or worse when it comes to being a role model for kids, right? So, I mean, I think with Shikari, you know, my heart aches for her, but she got four more years to train now. Now, if she's running a 10-7-2 and she's got some more growing and some strength to do and some motivation, I'm ready to see her when the Olympics roll around again. You know what I mean? She's going to light up the track on fire between now and then. She has a following now. She has a following she may or may not have had now of young people and old people that are now behind her because they see what she did as a mistake but they don't feel like you should have thrown the key away on her, which I see as like a parallel to the criminal justice system, right? They're like, they, she she effectively got our Olympics canceled and then was not even allowed to be the alternate, I mean, or allowed to come in on the relay. So Olympic Committee is sending their strong message, but the world is with this girl. Now, I have my issues with Nike due to their sort of dropping of Shelly Ann Frazier Price over motherhood, which is a whole... Another thing that for me, if I'm going on a tangent for a second, that spirals back into Michelle Obama saying, I'm mommy in chief first, and people going off saying she's setting back the women's movement. Um, so I, I was happy to see that Nike decided they were going to stick with Shikari because I still have you know a little bit of tension with Nike about Shelly Ann Frazier Price having a baby and being dropped. And also with Serena Williams with her spandex tights on, and they were saying that's not part of the outfit. And this woman had blood clots after. I mean, it's all of these different things that somehow when women of color are, are going through going through it, it seemed, it seemed different. This, this young lady lost her mother. She was self-medicating. Maybe you should have had to see a psychologist first to see if this was something that was really down rather than just it's a banned substance, right? Naomi Osaka, she was having mental health issues. Folks wanted to kind of cuss her out about that. Doctors and lawyers got involved. Now it's okay that she doesn't do press conferences if that's overwhelming. So I, I look at how Shikari's been treated um, and I see that as part of a pattern of how women of color, particularly black women, get treated You know, when it comes to being on the world stage. How much of that do you think is the fact that Shikari's is not going out of her way to kiss anybody's backside. Uh, she, she's very unapologetic about the fact that she is a high-level elite athlete. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of confidence in what she brings to the table because she brings it to the table. When, when, when a man does these things, they, they're passionate and they're being a leader and all this other good stuff. But I, I, I noticed a lot of backlash centering around the fact that she says, hey, I'm the best, I'm going to win, I'm going to do this, motivating herself to actually, you said it, now you got to go out there and prove it. 
do you think the 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 the, the backlash from the the higher up, so to speak? Do you think her attitude has something to do with that? So I think her attitude has something to do with that, but I think it's deeper than that, right? Because Deion Sanders was like, I'm prime time and I'm going to get it done. And that was like a whole marketing thing for him, right? So I think for her, being female is part of it and definitely being a black female is part of it. I there's That is just the reality of way, the way things are in our society based on the founding from when the first ships arrived and the natives let people stay and then people got boated over like it's always going to be a question and i think it's more so to do with her being female and black than just being like female you know what i mean or just being black i think it's the combination of both that makes it for the one-two punch for her to have that level of swag and belief in yourself and people want to knock you over. I mean, Simone Biles says I'm the goat and puts it on a leotard and people are like, she shouldn't do that. Why not? Is there somebody better? Like if there is, please let that person step on the floor. So why not? And I think that that always is something structurally that when we get a little bit too proud of who we are, folks feel like we need to be knocked off the pedestal a little bit. And I love that she has all that swagger, the fingernails, the hair. Like, I love that she brings all of that to the forefront because oftentimes, you know, women of color, and I know this came up with the TikToks and the dances and people were like, we're not doing any more dances because we don't get credit for it. Like, we'll have a certain thing that's our swagger. Other folks take it and get credit for it. And she's like, I'm embracing all of this. Don't care what you say. And I'm going to be that. And if it costs me, it costs me. You know what I mean? And that's it. And something about her unapologeticness, um, if that's even a word, I find that to be motivating, like just as a person, like sis, go ahead. I'm behind you 100%. Whatever you need, I'm here because you are bringing the fire and, you know, the times to back it up. And you should bring that fire because there are some little girls who, who don't have anybody around them that has that fire, but they got that fire in them and they don't know where it comes from and they don't know what to do with it. But it's like, this is what you can do with that, right? That's your magic. That's what you can do with that. And go out there and just be who you are. You know what I mean? Like she is who she is. And she's not the first one to have bright fingernails. I remember Flo Jo and Gail Devers and people had much to say about them as well. And they'd come and light up people on the track and keep it moving. And so for, for that, I mean, I I just respect her for just bringing it. Like, this is who I am, and I'm not going to apologize. That's it. So I appreciate that for her and from her. Shout out to uh, Tammy Peoples. Now, that is just a small sampling. You can hear the rest of that conversation in full. It's about a 45 minutes long there on the Tell Us the Truth podcast. Okay, Tell Us the Truth. It's a show that I have in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's fantastic. You can hear that show every Thursday and beyond on all of your major podcast streaming platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. That's where I would love for you to go listen. But there's also Spotify, iTunes, you name it. But uh, great insight from an elite athlete in Tammy Peoples. And she's right. You know, the way that black women in particular, are policed in sports, especially Olympic sports, is is a little heavy-handed. It's a little heavy-handed. And let me tell you something. When you love something, 
That does not mean you can't criticize it. That does not mean you can't want more from it. Okay? When I say Duke loves Olympics, I mean that. This is something I've grown up with my entire life. This is something that has brought me a lot of joy, brings families together, strangers off the street and around the world I can interact with about the Olympics and we can just have a good time. So it's it's something positive, something special. I love it. But I need our Olympics to do better. I need our Olympics to do better by these athletes. There is absolutely no reason why marijuana should be banned in any form from the Olympics. The, the athletes should be allowed to partake in that. They're in pain. They're stressed the whole nine yards. And this isn't something that's highly addictive like opioids or something ridiculous like that. So you would want these athletes to partake in something like this, right? So there's that part of it. But here's where I get a little sensitive. How the hell is Megan Rapino allowed to do a whole campaign on CBD in which she's admitted that she actively takes the stuff and yet she's allowed to compete for Team USA in Olympic soccer. That does not make sense. Not when you showed Shikari Richardson the door. That does not make sense. I'm going to tell you what it looks like because you know what it looks like. It looks like the white lady was allowed to do something that the black lady is not allowed to do. And that doesn't make sense. And that's not acceptable. And we got to call that out at every turn. Right? We have to have equality. We have to have equity. We have to expect more and hold ourselves to the standard of more. That's the way it has to be. When you, when you talk about the Olympics, this is supposed to be a place where everyone is afforded the same opportunities. But you can't say Shikari Richardson was afforded the same opportunity because she was bounced out while folks like Megan Rapino are allowed to continue about their day while they partake in that CBD stuff, which is derived from marijuana. We got to call that out. It's not acceptable. It's not right. And I'm going to I invite Megan Rapino to speak a little louder about this uneven treatment. I, she has put out a statement saying that she doesn't agree that Shikari should not be allowed to compete, but I don't know if that was strong enough, especially considering that you're, you've already been approved by the Olympics and you got this big CBD campaign and you're basically throwing it in everybody's face that you're allowed to do this thing. Meanwhile, this young lady's entire dreams have been dashed away. Megan Rapino, you have your medals. You have your gold. We hope Shikari will, will live to uh, battle again, but we know that it's not easy. We know that life happens, right? So her dreams got put on hold while yours get to continue. There's got to be a, a louder voice. And IOC, shame on you. Come on. What are we doing here? USA Olympics, shame on you. What are we doing here? I love you both. And, and, and from a position of love, I say shame on you. We got to do better. So I don't know what the end result is going to be at this point because the games have already started. So there's no way she can compete, Shikari. But um, 
my hat goes off to you, young lady. You got the world on your shoulders, and I feel like you've been handling yourself very well. We're rooting for you in life, not just the Olympics, in life. Shikari Richardson, you, you are our hero. And that does it this week. Listen, if you agree, disagree, you want to share some thoughts, definitely reach out at Duke Loves Olympics on Twitter. You can email Duke Loves Olympics at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. If you'd like to be on the show, whether you were just an Olympic fan like myself or, you, or you're an elite athlete, coach, and you want to share perspective, my DMs are open, baby. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Happy one. I think we're going to do this show every Sunday. You can count on the show being up every Sunday. But uh, as things are happening throughout the weeks, you make it little short pops here, especially on the Twitter feed. So definitely stay tuned for that. Okay. Until next week, please be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. I am the Duke. You are my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining me here on Duke Loves Olympics. That's right.